a brief anecdote of a scorching summer day in the downtown metropolitan area of San Antonio, Texas with my friend Caesar and some mischief on our minds that'll stick forever. Now, Caesar couldn't be here today, for one, because I never really asked him, and two, he probably wouldn't remember that much since he does this stuff every day. It's just special for me because, I don't know, I've never done that before, especially with a friend. Just walked around the city. My scuffed slip-on vans with thread escaping from the sides. I make my way from the inner city juxtaposed neighborhoods full of humble rickety homes next to Goliath real estate dreams, hinting at a deep culture buried in a slim veneer of blinding white paint and new crown molding. The cheap accessories of, of gentrification. Caesar actually happens to live with his mom in a triplex across from the prestigious campus of Keystone School, which is funny because he lives in kind of a low-income place next to those big houses, and Keystone is one of the most expensive schools in, in that area, and he just lives right next to it. It's funny to me. We strolled through back alleys sharing R&B and lo-fi music, one airpod in my left here and the other in his right. I meander mindfully through the permeation of peoples, of all different backgrounds engaging in the ubiquitous saturation of culture, alongside a guide who walks wherever and whenever he pleases. I remember this part as when we just walked around some places, and we went in this one alley that was really wooded, behind people's backyards actually, and when we came out one part, we actually saw across the street in this other alleyway. There was this guy that was looking at us, and he, he looked like he couldn't move. He looked like he was on heroin. Like, he would, like, if he moved, he would have disintegrated. And that was, that scared the living hell out of me, because I had never experienced that before. Because the dude, he was just, like, looking at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a wee bit of a hermit, and I've actually only visited downtown once or twice, and even then it was never this close up and personal. I had never experienced the symphony of dissonance that roams in the city through a hive mind of car horns, conversations of English and Spanish, cars zooming past us like upbeat synths, and all other intricate instruments of the bustle. I remember telling Caesar numerous times that he should write a book about living relatively low income in such an artistic city that's rich with sights and sounds that could be enjoyed by anyone, rich or poor. I actually kept telling him about this, like, as I was with him that day. I kept telling him, like, hey, man, you should, like, write a book. That would be really cool. And, you know, he just laughed a little. And I said, dude, you really gotta do it. Because I feel like if I was in his situation, that would be really cool. Um, one, because he's living, like, smack dab right in the middle of downtown not in like the big area but like on the outskirts of it but still like walking distance walking distance I say if you plan to walk like three miles but like walking distance from all these different places and places you've never seen before and you know he just he's gotten to know a lot of the homeless people around there and just gotten to know the place and I think that's just really cool because it's like you're living in one of a one of the really big cities in America. Well, I'd say.
I don't really know relatively since I haven't left Texas since eighth grade on a school trip. But yeah, I think that'd be really cool if you could like write a book about growing up in a city like San Antonio. Where was I? It was his casual knowledge of every nook and cranny of the area, and his enjoyment of the little things in life that inspired me then and now to go out and find pleasure in local adventure. This part was kind of cool to me, because it's like, you know how um, you have like a an ice, no no, a snow globe, and you just look at the snow globe, and you're like, wow, that's a cool snow globe. I wonder what it'd be like to live in there. That's what that felt like. I was in the snow globe. I was part of that world. And Caesar, he just knew like where everything is, what roads take you where. And this next sentence, I would have never thought an empty theater could be so inviting. We actually went inside of the, um, I talk about this later actually. We go inside of an empty Henry Gonzalez convention center and we went inside the empty like theater and it was really cool because it was dark in there but the room was so big and at one point I'll, I'll save that <laughs> but yeah we walked around and we avoid sta avoided staff and we walked back at one point and like walked through like the dressing rooms and stuff like that and like under the building through the tunnels not like underground underground but like just like the ways you would maneuver yourself if you were like performing that was really cool oh and also when we were making our way out we went we took a shortcut through this area that had like pillars in the room i'd assume it'd be for like um what was it i'd assume it'd be, it'd be for like small gatherings but it was these Okay, there was these big pillars, and he was just running around, <laughs> and <laughs> at one point, he lost one of his shoes, and he was running backwards, and he slammed right into the big pillar, and it was so funny, because could, you could totally tell he did not know it was there, and he just slammed against it and fell, and at first I was like, oh my god, are you okay? But he was like, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it, I mean of course, it hurt. Like, that thing was made of cement, but, like, it was really, that was funny. That was, I still remember that, clear as day. And I threw his sandal in the trash can. Uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> we surely didn't sneak in, either. We just walked in. Just climb up. I just did. You can do it, too. I don't know. What if I fall? Dude, you're not gonna fall. Just grab my arm. My triceps pull me up excitingly onto this empty stage of a theater that can fill a capacity of 2,319 people. I turn my cheek and look, the emptiness of every single empty seat staring back at me. I turn to look at him. It's like he does this stuff every day. And he does. I'm so amazed by the sight I see. The lights are completely out and there's not a whisper emanating from an audience in my ear. Walls and ceiling and endless expense of emptiness yet somehow filled over the brim by just two teenagers enjoying the presence of a friend. 
within an environment ripe for romping and laughing hysterically about nothing but each other. This was funny, actually. I wish I'd still had, uh, like, pictures from when we were in that area. I don't know why I deleted them. He probably has them, but I didn't ask him for them, because I doubt he would have them either. Or he just, like, wouldn't have the energy to go and find them. That's something he would do. I would ask him for stuff, and then he'd just say, oh, it's not there, but he has it there, and he's just, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. But... Am I even doing this podcast right? Who knows? I'm having fun right now. But, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Oh. Yeah. We were, like, on the stage, like, just looking out at this expanse of a big room full of seats. And I just wonder, like, what would it, what, what it would be like to actually like be on stage while people are looking at you and that was pretty crazy to me also because for one i said this in the essay about enjoying the presence of a friend or no not that part in endless expense of emptiness nice alliteration there that was cool because it was like really dark in there and you would only ever see like red bits that were like the exit signs yeah it was hard to get up though because like we had to jump over like a gate but it wasn't a gate like it was like a like like a crowd gate but it was like right up against the thing and right beside it or behind it was a curtain that goes like clearly down into the behind the scenes which is like right under the stage so I didn't I was nervous to come up onto the stage because I thought I would fall down there and get hurt and then also make a big noise and then we get in trouble but then I eventually got up and then everything was fine we continue on our way creeping through the maze of the convention center's back rooms flooded by fluorescent lights and and vinyl flooring I talked about that part earlier Observing stealthily by each eerie turn for any janitor or staff member we would have to flee from, like a pair of pious mice within the merciless grasp of the cat. We make our way unharmed and into the kiss of the sun and humidity of the river. We make our last rounds of raiding the snack bars at the Grand Hyatt and jaywalking through midday traffic. The adrenaline rush that coursed through my veins and brain this day. This, to this day will resonate with me forever. The laughs, the smells, the sights, and especially the sore feet. Yeah, I had really sore feet after that. Because we walked from the Pearl all the way to, like, downtown to the Grand Hyatt. That was crazy. I still can't believe I walked that far. I can barely walk through my whole neighborhood without getting tired. Oh, well, I'm not sure if I did this right, but at least I had fun doing it. And I... Just talked about everything. Thank you. Bye-bye.